Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in today's episode, we basically just got back from spending a few days with some of our private coaching members on scaling their business. So that's what we're going to talk about. We've got us thinking about an episode where we go through the scaling secrets in uh, what I'm saying is in air quotes, or as the Brits and Aussies might call it in inverted commas. I just learned that today, uh, <laughs> depending on where you're at right now in your business. So these are the scaling secrets that can help you actually grow your business from where you are right now. Yeah, that's right. So what many people focus on when scaling the business is just the money, right? So how am I going to get more money, more money, more money, right? Also then the how-tos, how am I going to do it, right? So I need my step-by-steps, I need my formulas, you know, just tell me exactly how this is going to happen. Now, that makes sense in theory, because we can measure that, we can get a how-to process, we can also measure the money, right? But the problem is, is that there are an infinite, I can't say that, infinite amount of how-tos right? That you can actually try to achieve the money goal. There's so many different ways to make money. The problem is, is that if you put so many of those how-tos on your plate, usually what happens is we're then spinning, you know, many as much as possible. We don't even know why we even started them sometimes in the first place. And then we've allocated all that money to it. We've allocated all the time to it. And all that energy is kind of leaking out, right? So we end up running out of steam and worst of all, actually burning out. So we not only like to focus on the money, as a goal, we want to make sure that when we're scaling, we focus on what is our time, how much time it's going to take, and how much energy it's actually going to take from us as well, right? Because unlike money, time is a finite resource. We're not actually going to get any time back, right? So if we end up spending a lot of time on something that's not going to actually get us to where we want to go, it's probably going to be a big waste, right? Also, um, I really want you guys to understand that no matter where you are in your business, and we're calling this the freedom equation, right? It really is money plus time plus energy equals freedom. Because I don't know about you, but I didn't start a business so that I could be a slave to it. I didn't start a business so that I spent all my time, my money, my energy in it, right? I I started it to get that back. But I think so many times, because when we start a business, that's what we do, right? We hustle, we grind. That's what we kind of need to do to get it moving. But that's what we've learned over time. That's the only way we know how to grow. And so we think that that's the key thing that we need to keep doing to be able to scale, right? And the problem with that is, is that what you end up doing, if you run out of time or you're running out of money or you're running out of, you know, freedom, sorry, running out of energy, right? It's going to keep you stuck because you're not going to have any time, money or energy to keep going forward, right? So... No matter what stage you're at, you need to start to get some energy back in that business. So let's start to break that down into some concepts that's going to help you understand how quickly you can actually scale by taking these three things into account and also how you can avoid cash flow traps while you grow as well, right? So number one, what we're going to go through is no matter what stage you're at, you need to be energized enough about where you're going. Otherwise, you could end up spending the majority of the year just spinning your wheels, wondering why you're not growing, right? So The core thing is you need to set a vision that you're actually excited about, and it's got to be one that you've got no idea on how to get there, right? Which might be a bit of a foreign concept for people. I know for me, I like to know what I'm doing, Um, but it's even better when you don't, right? So just trust us on this one. Also, you need to think big 
and act resourcefully. So you need that big vision, but you also need to be resourceful about actually how you're going to get there. So you're not running out of money, our time and our energy. We're also going to go through the stage one of the business. So that's really up to like a million dollars. So at this stage, you're really about looking for consistent products, a consistent launch process that basically you can still repeat, right? And this is more like that hustle and grind stage. And then stage two of the business is really growing beyond that 1 million and about creating leverage. And then at all stages, you still want to make sure that you allocate money to pay yourself, pay taxes, keep operating the business with each disbursement as well. And also doing all of the above, not only will you ensure that you've got time and energy and money and get that freedom, but it would actually pave a great way for the ultimate freedom really, is, which is about selling your business one day. Or maybe you just want to keep it running without you in it and it keeps bringing you oodles yeah. of cash. Right? Whatever that main exit strategy is, right? So yeah. if, if you're not in it and it still makes you money, that's still an exit strategy, but you have to find out how you want to exit the business because the, either way, the business will exit without you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Yeah. So let's first talk about that moonshot vision, setting that vision for yourself that keeps you energized, obviously, right? So this is something that, you know, we've, we've talked about this for years. We got the concept from a couple of different places, but Cameron Harold was the, the first person who really applied it to a business strategy that I saw and that we kind of picked up from. But it's basically, you want to set yourself up for a three-year vivid vision. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to say, hey, take that three years and move it up to one year and just see what you can really shoot for in a year. And don't be like, don't hold yourself too far back because you want to shoot for the moon on this. So that's why we call it a moonshot vision. Um, the phrase is, if you shoot for the moon, you might land among the stars, even if you don't hit the, you know, get to the moon, obviously. Um, so you, again, you're not supposed to know how to get there. You're just supposed to set that vision. So that way, you know, that that's what your aim is. So if you're like, you want to get out of your job, you need a certain amount of money, like $5,000 a month or $3,000 a month to do that. Then set that as your moonshot vision and start going for that. Like really push for that. If your business is currently not paying or you don't have a business or, you know, you have no profitability, think about what the money should be doing for you. Why is the, why did you start the business in the first place? Right? Because it's not to just run the business and not pay yourself. The whole concept is to pay yourself, get that time, money, energy, freedom, right? So it is supposed to be something that energizes you to take action. It's this big push that you can be okay to, again, hustle and grind at for a certain amount of time to achieve, right? So you want to be as connected to it that you'll start doing it naturally and that you just kind of find your way. It's like, you know, if you're lost in the forest, you have no idea what's going on. But if you just know like, hey, somebody's yelling from a certain direction and you know that that's over there, like you will start going in that direction. Like just imagine you are that other person yelling at yourself from far away saying, hey, I'm over here. Come over here. Like this is where you want to be. So that's what you're actually going to be shooting for, right? You're going to be finding that direction because you've put it there yourself. So then you want to take some time and just write. Like, what does your life and business look like in a year from now? Where are you? Who's with you? What do you see, touch, smell here? And then basically get connected to how it makes you feel. This is huge. It's a, a vision, right? You're envisioning what's going to be like. So are you sitting on a beach? Are you working in an office? Are you working from home? Are you, you know, what's the, the typical day like? So like, you can actually type that out. Like, you know, a year from now, like December, 2022 or whatever, uh, January, 2023, you can sit there and type out, here's what I want to achieve by that point. Here's what my life is like. And then it's kind of like a movie in your head. And all you got to do is keep trying to achieve things to get you closer to that goal. So when you're actually going through your business uh, in the year, you'll say, does this get me closer to that goal? Or does it actually just divert me from getting to that goal? And that's a really good way of finding your, your, your way through the forest and get to yourself you know, into that, into that vision that you wanted for yourself. So make this part of your routine to connect with us on a daily basis. 
ask yourself every time you're doing something like, will this help me get closer to that vision? Is this driving in that, in that direction? If it's not, don't do it. Like it's a waste of your time to divert away from your vision. Literally, that's when you're going to know for sure if that is worth your effort, time and money, or if it's not. Yeah. And I think um, one of the kind of practical things about this is that it sounds theoretical right now because it is right. If you've never done this before, it's, yep. it sounds a bit like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's like okay. predicting the future kind of, but it's, it's not. No, exactly. You need, it's the, it's the, it's the putting it out there, right? That's what you want to do. And like you said, if you can then, um, you, you're kind of looking at this every day and you're naturally going to end up doing things or stop doing things because it's not taking you there. So for instance, you'll find yourself sometimes where you've got stuck and you're like, why am I stuck? Like, if you didn't have that vision, you would end up there for a whole year. Yeah. I guarantee it and beyond. Or you might end up giving up. But the fact that you know that you're stuck, you're going to look for ways to solve those problems because yeah. the vision is so strong. So that's what we mean and uh, about not having to know yet how to get to that vision. It's just that the vision is so strong, it's going to naturally guide you, like you said, right? And so... yeah. Um, we know that when people have done this properly, um, well, not properly, there's not a right or a wrong way. It's basically about you, right? It, yeah. No one's making you do it. It's This is your vision. It doesn't matter if it's the same as someone else's. You just need to be connected to it. Otherwise, it ain't going to work, right? Yeah. And, and for a lot of people with like an existing business, your business can actually feel like, you know how they always talk about that analogy of like a frog being boiled in a pot of hot water doesn't know that it's being boiled until it's like dead, basically, because it's like, starting from normal temperature and boiling it until it's dead. Um, that can feel like your business a lot of times. And if you don't stop and think like, where am I at? And you don't realize that you're at the bottom of a boiling pot of water, you're going to start to actually, like we talked about burnout, you know, your, your business will die. You'll feel the strain of that. And if you don't actually take a step out and look and say, Hey, where do I want to be? What is my actual goal? Then you're going to be just burning yourself out for sure. You'll die like that little froggy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> That so that takes us to the next stage, which is really you know you've thought big, right? You're going for it. You're going for the moon. Some of you might even be going for Mars. Who knows, right? Like it's Elon doing better now in it. Yeah, <laughs> a Mars shot. Um, and then you want to act resourcefully, right? So this is not about trying to get a bunch of cash and and trying to buy a shed load of products and 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 doing it that way, right? This is about connecting to the big thing you want and acting resourcefully so that you can you're able to achieve it. And by resources, we mean time, energy, and money, right? So then we want to start to act on those things. Now, some people are going to think, well, how the heck am I ever going to get there with just little old me? You know, I can't afford to hire anyone, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, just remember, it's not a race either. Just because you've set that vision, don't feel like you're racing towards it. Like I said, you've got to be resourceful. And if you have those two things in tandem, you're going to start to find ways that, are, that you're able to actually do it without spending a lot of time, money, and energy. So I can guarantee right now that there's going to be waste in your business, in your life, right, that you're not aware of, or that maybe you are aware of or you're ignoring it, that you can actually redirect somewhere else. This is what we mean by resourcefulness, right? It's like when we, when we were kids and we had like 20p or 20 cents to spend, right? I would go down to the penny. This is how old I am, right? I go down the penny shop, right? And I'd get 20 sweets, right? I wanted a different variety of sweets. And so, or candy, whatever you guys call it, right? Yeah. Say, this is such a British show all of a sudden. I know, right? In very commas <laughs> and sweets and pennies. 
Um, but yeah, so that's what I would do because I wanted a variety of, of things, right? Um, the other thing is resourcefulness. I remember losing my, uh, you know, my um, bus fare money, right? And so I'd go into the, you know, the, this is back in the day when you had proper phone boxes and stuff, yeah. right? And so go in there and I'd find like 20 P's in there <laughs> where people had left, right? Stranger for change at the phone booth. Yeah, I didn't have to walk home, right? I got me 20p and I got on the bus, right? So that's like being resourceful, right? So you've got to think about, okay, what money, time, and energy leaks have I got in my business? So money leaks, you can think about things like your ad spend. That's an obvious one, right? What's what's leaking out there? This is a key one. We talk about this a lot. Um, subscriptions that you're not using. I guarantee you've probably got, if not, you know, 100 bucks, you might have $10 that you're spending every month or whatever that is. And you might think, yeah, it's only 10 bucks, but it's 10 bucks, right? Yeah. So you want to start cutting a lot of that stuff out on a monthly basis. Also, you know, tools that you don't use anymore. It might even just be taking up desk space and that takes up clutter, right? So clean your desk as well. I, I mean, actually, I should do that myself. I'm just looking at my desk right now. I've got a load of crap on it. Just need to get rid of that clutter, right? Um, also, your little things you can look at, which have a big result, price at your pricing, right? Are you too high? Are you too low? Just, you know, try and like kind of leverage that price your profit margins, um, your cost of goods, you know, your payment terms, all those add up to money leaks in the business that you've got little holes that have sprung up everywhere. And then all of a sudden it ends up like in a, being a massive hole, right? So there's some ideas there. Time leaks. One thing that we like to do that we got this from um, Peter Shallard, uh, which is reverse engineer your day. This is a quick way to find out where you're leaking time. What did you spend the most time on? And be honest with yourself. How can you cut it out? Guarantee you're wasting time, maybe refreshing yourselves, looking at competitors, going in that endless loop, right? Sitting so, on social media when you should be doing something productive. Yeah, exactly. And we're not saying don't have fun. I mean, we say this in a lot of episodes, right? It's about, you know, allocating the right amount of time for the right amount of task, right? Yep. Energy leaks. What do you spend the most time thinking about and not acting on, Right. This is a hard one sometimes to actually figure out. So one of the CEO things that we like to do is like, you know, first thing in the morning is maybe just write down all the shit that's in your head, right? Like that's just one way of doing it. And then figure out, okay, why am I thinking about that? Why am I not doing anything about it? Or why am I thinking about that? And is it actually a problem, right? Because you'd be surprised how much of that kind of like space dust, right? <laughs> that's knocking about in there that is stopping you from doing the right things, right? Yeah. So think about that type of thing. Also, bootstrapping your business and knowing exactly what you spend your money on. You know, I work with a, a, a guy, his, 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 his um, business is called Bootstrap Billionaire, right? What he did was, he's actually a billionaire. He actually tied up all of his assets and said, I want to figure out again, like if it was it all a fluke that I did, right? So he did like 15, 18 businesses and sold them. And he's like, would it work today? So he apparently chatted to his wife and she's like, okay, <laughs> hopefully you're going to work it out. Um, and he started a new business from scratch, bootstrapping it. And he said, you know, because this is the thing that he kept saying to people is that that's what you need to do. And how quickly can he build up a business to be a billion bucks, right? So um, his whole thing is to don't go to investors, right? Don't get loans. If you can't afford it, be resourceful, find out where you can actually save money, save time, save energy and avoid growing beyond what you can afford, essentially with the cash that you've got available to you. This might yep. feel like a massive constraint, but 
the times where we've experienced or other people that we know have experienced the the most stress in their business is when they owe money to other people, right? Yep. They've put the house on the line, they've remortgaged, you know, they've um, or they've bought things that they shouldn't have bought. They've put it on the business. They're getting loans out to get um, make sure they've got enough stock. And it's the wrong decisions, the, gro- the wrong growth decisions that you're making. And we'll come on a little bit to talk about how you can actually plan for all that stuff anyway. But, you know, if you're thinking right now about getting a loan, getting credit, putting stuff on credit for a growth task that you don't know yet how that's going to actually perform, it's probably a really bad idea, right? Yeah. Because you've got no barometer to say that it's actually going to work or not. Yeah. And with the small business just starting out, what you make this year might not be what you make next year or this month versus next month. And so some of these loans, some of these payments might start slipping and then you start to default and you might be personally liable for that credit line versus your business because it's so new. There's a lot of things that can go wrong and you don't want to just be like, you know, declaring bankruptcy every other month just because you're like, Hey, I, I thought it was going to work and it doesn't work. So you actually have to know what's going to work. And, and the way you know how that's going to work is by not overspending and having just what you have available to you and making the most out of that. And we actually, this was actually big. One of our, one of our clients that we just talked to over the, uh, the last weekend, um, they had grown a business that they were like, Hey, let's just put up a bunch of products and see what happens. And they all worked. And now they're like, so strapped for cash flow that they're like, we don't even know where we're going to be able to order our next orders from like, cause we didn't plan for all these things to happen. Right. And I'm like, that's what you don't want. You don't want to plan for failure. You want to plan for success. So if they would have done it right, they probably would have launched one, waited a few more months, maybe four or five months, launched another one. And that cash flow would have actually been paying it from the business, not out of pocket. And if they get an investor or a loan, you know, they might need a million dollars in investment. And if they do that, and then some of these start not working out so well, then they're going to start to really feel that stress of repayments and defaulting and potentially losing their business, which is not fun for anybody. No. And also, um, I, we know people in the past that have given away their business for a loan, yeah. not giving the whole thing away. Percentages of it, yeah. Percentages of it for a loan, right? So definitely don't do that because yeah. you're you're kind of you're you're basically um, patching up something, but you're giving a, a massive um, a massive piece away, right? For that the value that you're actually going to get from that. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody's just giving you money, it's not worth giving them a part of your business because that's, that's a loan. It's not an investor coming in and saying, Hey, I can take my network or my skill set and help you grow that. That's totally different. That's like a business partner that will also help you uh, fund the business, but you don't want to just be giving away your business just because you want money. And that's, that's what a lot of people will do out of mistaken because they watch shark tank and think that that's the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or dragons Den, I guess in the UK, right? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about stage one of the business, because this is really the point where most people are probably at in the Amazon journey. And this is up to the $1 million annual revenue stage, right? So you need to get a consistent product finding and launch sales process that you can repeat. This is the the hustle and grind that Kirsty was talking about up front. This is the most important thing you can do. You have to do this based on your cash flow as well, though. Like you can't just go out there and pick a product that's so competitive and so hard to get sales on Amazon because you know all the other competitors are are selling so well that you can't really get viability or visibility and you can't make the product viable. So you have to find out like, what's your budget? What kind of products fit within that budget? What kind of products have, uh, you know, a sales and marketing process that you can fit within that budget. If you don't know this, 
you need to work with somebody who does know that and how to help you, right? Because this is the hardest stage where most people don't take a lot of this stuff seriously or even know that it exists. And these are the fundamentals that they just pass over and they try to go to the straight to the growth hacks, right? Like, hey, here's how you get, you know, a million dollar business in a, a year. Well, it's not through, you know, a Shopify store with like a, you know, a mini chat funnel. That's not how you get a million dollars a year. I guarantee you that. It's by finding the right products that can fit your budget, that you can afford, that you can actually launch and repeatedly do that over and over and over. That's how you get to a million dollar business. And if you just jump around and, and think, well, I can do all this stuff. Like Kirsty said, there's, there's so many things out there. There's, you know, I remember one of my mentors, he, he told me once, he said, being in America, now this is the United States, it's very similar in, in other Western countries, but he said, being in America, it's like money grows on trees. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't think so. Like I was broke at the time. I didn't really make much. And he was like, you have no idea how easy it is to make money in the United States. And I was like, I don't, I guess I'm, I've lived here my whole life. So I, I guess I'm unaware of this, but there's so many ways to go out there and make money. That doesn't mean that you should do every single way that you can to make money. There are certain ways to grow properly, to make money sustainably and actually do this thing long-term. Most of the things that you can do for money are very short-term, not sustainable, and they'll burn you out or there'll just be bad ideas for your business. So you have to think about the long-term vision of your business. Do you want this thing to grow or do you just want to like, you know, turn it and burn it? Like most people don't want to do that, right? You know, that's, that's what a lot of black hat and gray hat tactic sellers will do out there. So don't look for the hacks. Look for the sustainable business processes that you can repeat and do this time and time again. So that way you can have five to 10 products. And when you do that, you can have a million dollar business. And that's when you're going to stop running, you know, you stop running around spinning all those plates. Focus on getting those products working, getting them in stock and having a process that will launch them to be successful. So that's really what we focused on to get to that million dollars. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're just not planning properly and not picking products based on a proven system. So that's, that's one of the key areas where a lot of people fall down. They'll fail in the business because they pick a product that's too competitive. They say, I've got $10,000 to launch a product and they go out and sell, you know, uh, an electronic you know, device that, you know, most of the top competitors are million dollar businesses already just pumping money into that, that thing and getting multiple thousands of sales a month. And they can't compete because they have no idea how much it costs to market there. And that's why they'll, they'll fail because they've run out of cash trying to catch up with the competitors, right? So you have to know what your budget is, calculate the cost of the product being successful before you ever order it. And that's one of the key processes we always talk about. We've mentioned this before in podcasts as well. Um, and then what you want to do is, is plan for the future. So plan for the success of the business. Don't plan for the failure of it, right? Plan your monthly sales for current products. Plan the launches far enough apart to avoid having to put money into the business from either your pocket or from outside investors. So that way, the business is starting to pay for its own way, right? Like you don't want to have yourself as the crutch for your business, and you don't want to have you know a loan be the crutch for your business. There should be no crutches for your business. It should be walking on its own. It should be running on its own if you wanted to. So if you're in a sprint, make sure that you know how much money you have, so that way you can keep funding it, and that's how you know if you can do this you know, ongoing sustainably and what pace you can do it because otherwise you're going to run out of cash. And we know that cash is definitely the most important thing about the business. If you don't have it, you will be stressed and struggle to grow. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting as well because some people find that piece easy, right. Or it's, it's come easily. Yeah. Like you just said, you know, we, we were working with someone who, you know, had, did really well right out of the gate. Right. And sometimes when that happens, the because you, they haven't really fully understood what that 
key experiences yet is that when it comes to kind of stage two growing beyond that million they just keep doing the same thing but yeah. that's all they do more of the same thing yeah. and so that's when it starts to create problems yeah and um, when and one so, of them doesn't work they're like did this was this the process that worked or was it just that i got lucky? Yeah, this one oh my god you know but i did yeah. what you know yeah so a lot of people we know have, have been there right i did it myself when i first started out so um just doing more of the same thing over and over again and doing it more often is not necessarily going to get you to that next 10x you know which is what a lot of people you know talk about yeah. um because and not in the quick time frame as well so really growing beyond that million dollar mark or two million dollar mark is about creating leverage in the business right so leverage of again time money and energy right so the number one thing that you can do and we're going to have a, a full-on episode about this is actually creating leverage through people because probably right now might just be a little old you i mean how many people do we know that i've got a three million dollar amazon business that it's just them and maybe yeah. a couple of vas part-time right yep. and they don't know why they're not kind grow anymore right and so this is where this key leverage comes in and it's really about hiring the right roles but also the right people in those roles right so um in the full episode i think it'll probably come out maybe the week after this or maybe another week um but we're not going to just go on you know how to do it but how to think about it as well you know yep. the, the process of the right people and you know what kind of roles that you can expect in the business but just just think about that yeah it's not about how are you going to do something? It's about who is going to do it within the business that's going to create the leverage. And then the next piece is, again, this goes back to a little bit like resourcefulness, um, but this is really about gaining leverage and what we call the 80-20 analysis leverage, right? Which might, to some people go, oh yeah, I've heard all this before, whatever. I know about the 80-20 thing, right? But basically it boils down to this. There are, again, there are so many things that we can be doing in our business every day. Our CEO skill is to choose to work on the highest impact stuff, right? So you need to develop what we call the 80-20 muscle. This has to be something that starts to come a lot more naturally to you um, over time, especially when you're growing beyond that 1 million mark. So it's not just about understanding it. Yeah, I've heard it all before. I've heard about the Pareto principle, right? 95% um, uh, of people have probably heard of what it is. But have you actually used it and do you use it on a consistent basis in the business? So really, it's about building it into your processes and into the business every day. So yourself, personally, individually, and also in the organization, you want to strive to invest as much of your effort, energy and resources in this principle. So, for example, if you understand you've got to make the assumption because that's what Pareto principle is. Right. And this is like a universal law. Right. If we know that 80% of our marketing costs, our PPC costs, could be wasted, then what we could do is take that money and reallocate it to the right 20%, right? If you do that in your business, your ROI will not just improve by four times, but it's going to improve by 16 times. And that's what really creates that leverage. The same for products. If we understand that 80% of our sales and profit come from 20% of our products, by getting rid of the non-performers, your ROI would improve by 16x as well, right? So it's the massive leverage that you're going to get from it. It's not just a small little thing that you can do. Think of how much effort and energy and resources that you're dedicating to the wrong 80% right now. It goes right back to the resourcefulness that we were talking about earlier, just doing some of those core things. And what you want to do is refocus that for 16 times the result 
at each level. So two quick things you can do. You want to do an 80-20 analysis on your ad spend. Which 20% of your campaigns and which 20% of your keywords are bringing 80% of your profit, right? That's pretty easy to actually work out. So you just want to download your reports. You just want to have a look at your keywords, look at your campaigns and see what's bringing 20%, uh, 80% of your sales, right? And then you want to go that back to, is it actually profitable? Yeah. Then you want to do an 80-20 analysis on your products. So if you're over a million dollars, you've probably got, oh, well, I would say you should really only have about five products, five or six, but most people have probably got 20, maybe. Um, so, or even 30 at this stage. So yeah. you definitely want to do this analysis on your products, which 20% of your products are bringing 80% of your profit. Guarantee is probably four, four or five. Yeah. So what you want to do is focus your, Focus, focus your spend, your effort, your resources, your energy on the top 20% of both of those things, right? So your ad spend and your product, and you'll have a 256X your result. Can you imagine if you just did that, if you're doing over a million dollars and you just did those two things on your business, your business should grow by 256 times, right? Yeah. So... Again, that's shooting for the moon, right? So literally, if you do nothing else apart from when you've listened to this podcast, just do those two two things and then come back in a year and tell us how it went, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you can do that across everything. You can do it across your own time. You can do it across your team's time, every, you know, and all, all those core, core resources of time, energy, and money, of course. Yeah, even if you got a 250% return, that would be well worth it. Yeah, totally, <laughs> right? Exactly. So, and you want to keep doing this every month or every quarter, you know? where you can actually, you've got something to measure. Logically, you can actually do those things and you can actually measure the result. Yep. Also, as you're growing at this level, you want processes, right? You want to be able to document the processes so that anybody at any time in the business knows how to do something, right? This is also valuable to a buyer as well. If you've got core bank of every single process within the business, how easy is it going to be for someone to come in and run that business for you, right? So that's a key thing. Also document your business, no more winging it, right? No more kind of just, oh, I got like an invoice here, I'm just gonna chuck it away. (laughs) Or no more kind of performer invoices, you know, not understanding where the POs are, not understanding um, the whole, you know, process around this stuff. Document everything, document your POs, Document your inventory management, actually manage your inventory, right? This is a big money sucker. If you run out of stock, a lot of people are doing right now, or there's issues with your freight. How many people have had that this year? And it's literally completely stopped their business. That should not happen. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it came out of the blue, but guess what? You should have like contingencies for those things in the business. That's what we mean about managing this stuff. If you're not doing accrual accounting yet, get it done, right? It's the core thing that you're going to know whether you're actually making proper money in the business or not, especially with an inventory-based business. And then definitely implement profit first at the, you know, right at the inventory management level. I think we're going to come on talk about that in a little bit. But having a system like that is going to fully, you're going to fully understand at any point how much money you've got in the business, how much resources you have, and therefore, where you need to be able to allocate them or take them away as needed every month. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's kind of the point. Like, you don't want to be running a business that you're just running and it doesn't pay you and it doesn't give you anything back. Like, 
there, there, it's a, it's supposed to be a symbiotic relationship. You help it, it helps you. Right. So that's what we want you to understand. So at all stages of your business, you have to make sure you allocate money to pay yourself, pay taxes and keep operating the business with each disbursement you get from Amazon. If you don't, you have no idea what, you know, funds you actually really truly have available and you might overspend. Then you get that tax bill at the end of the year. We actually had some clients who said, yeah, we we're pretty sure we underspent for taxes. Cause we only did like, what was like 8% or something one year. And they're like, yeah, we're paying for it now. I'm like, it happens. And especially in small business, if, if you don't allocate for that, you'll be shocked by the business, you know, the, the bill that you might have from the taxes at the end. So definitely allocate money for that. And you just mentioned profit first. You can go back and listen. We have a couple of previous episodes with Mike Michalowicz, who was the original author of, of Profit First, and Cindy Thomason, who did Profit First for e-commerce sellers, about setting up a system where you always take profit and owners pay first. So when they say profit first, they literally mean you pay yourself first a certain percentage, and then the rest of the business has to operate and figure out how to be resourceful from the leftover money from each disbursement you get. That is reverse thinking to what almost everybody else thinks. They think, I'm going to pay all my bills first and then just put all the money in the business and then pay myself if I feel like I can pay myself, which most people feel like they can't pay themselves. And guess what? Then they don't pay themselves. And then they work for two years and have a business that's never paid them. Can you imagine running a business to get time, money, and energy freedom? And then you don't get time, money, or energy out of it for two years? Like, what's the point of that? Like, you should be thinking about how is it going to pay you from day one? And then even if it's a small amount, like even if you're only going 1% or 2% of the disbursements, at least it's paying you. It's making you something out of this, right? So you're, you're feeling some sort of reward out of all the effort you're putting in. And Cindy also breaks it down further for Amazon and e-commerce businesses. So you start to plan for inventory and new products so that as you know, anytime you know what money you have in the business and what you can spend, so you're not just guessing. And that's really what it is because when it comes down to it, you have like your bank account, which has money in it. And then you're like, well, that's the amount of money I have to spend. But is it like, are you actually accounting for the taxes and all the other stuff that you have to pay for that business to exist? I'm sure that you're probably not. And if you knew how much product launches cost and how much the marketing costs, it's probably more than what you have in your bank account if you're truly looking at launching quickly, right? That's why we say you have to plan these things out. You have to know how far apart they should be. And then that way you can actually make the money to get the time, money, and energy freedom, basically, that you need in your business and from your business. Yeah. And basically, if you do all of the above, no matter what stage you're at in your business, you'll not only ensure that time plus energy plus money equals freedom, right? So you're going to get that, you know, stress freedom back as well, even if you can't like leave your job right now, you know, but you're working towards that. But it will pave a great way for the ultimate freedom of potentially selling your business one day or just keep running it without you actually in it, right? So it pays you without you having to spend any time, energy or money in that business, right? Yep. And so, like you said earlier, that's kind of the ultimate exit strategy, right? It's either you sell it, you get a massive big chunk of money, happy days, go and sit on the beach or whatever you want to do. Um, most of us don't want to do that ultimately, right? We actually... We want the freedom to do that if we want, but usually we're going to do something else as well, yeah. right? But whatever it is, whatever that is for you, um, and if you can do that while you still get that paycheck every every year and it's like a million bucks every year, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a semi-retirement idea that Tim Ferriss talks about. You don't technically ever retire because you're always thinking of what you can do with your time, right? Because why would you just sit around and veg out with all the time you have available? You're going to do something. So with that energy... And with that time, you're going to figure out what you want to do. So 
if you can semi-retire from everything that makes you money in life, and then you can figure out what you really want to do, that's a great way to be thinking about how you're going to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And that goes back to your vision. So obviously, if we recap on what we talked about today, the very first thing that you want to do is obviously set that vision, make sure that you're energized about what you're going to going to be doing in the business and where your business is going. Otherwise you can end up spending all the majority of your years spinning, you know, all the the wheels and plates and stuff, wondering why you're not growing and actually not getting there. So definitely set that vision to get excited about and, and make sure you always go in that direction. Right. And then you also want to think big, but act resourcefully. So you don't run out of money because sure you can think big, Hey, I want to launch 10 products, but do you have the resources to do that? If you don't, and you can't come up with the resources, scale it back, be a little bit more reasonable with that but act resourcefully. Try to find ways to actually achieve it if you can. If not, scale it back a little bit. Again, if you shoot for the moon and land among the stars, you're still better than where you were, right? So that's the idea there. And then obviously in stage one of the business, uh, you need to get a consistent uh, process for product finding and also launching. So that way you can actually repeat this. And then, you know, this is a stage when you're going to be working hard. But when you get those processes down, you'll actually be able to grow and, and grow at an impactful rate without burning your time, money, and energy out of the business and yourself. And then obviously growing beyond a million dollars, that's when you create the leverage through people, through 80-20 analysis, and basically looking at your profit and how you can maximize that, right? And again, at all stages, make sure you allocate money to pay yourself, pay taxes, and keep the operate and keep operating the business with each disbursement that you get from your you know, Amazon or wherever, from your Shopify store, or whatever you're doing. Um, but obviously we're mostly Amazon sellers. So And then again, doing all the above will not only ensure your time, money, and energy freedom, but will pave a great way for the ultimate freedom of selling your business or running it without you, right? So letting it just be and and generating money and you not having to deal with it every day, that's how you're really going to get that. Um, That's when you're going to know if that process is really working. And that's the goal you should always be shooting for. So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle. Head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. See you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.